welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today we have the April 20th, 1942 edition of the Bumble Gas News Service, as it was broadcast over Chicago's WBBM radio. The show offers updates on the war in Europe and the Pacific. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also support the show by clicking on the link in the show notes and offering your financial support. Your donations help us continue to produce the podcast, and thanks to those of you who have already donated. So thanks for listening. Enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. News while it is news. Your friendly mobile gas and mobile oil dealer brings you latest news and a suggestion to help make your car last longer. The mobile gas news service is on the air. Big nine-inch guns have been pounding the Japanese tom-tom beat of hate on Corregidor tonight, and the army communique leaves little doubt that the enemy is making a final effort to subdue that gallant fortress of democracy. These guns are mounted on the heights of Bataan, overlooking the Rocky Isle, and the army admits that in a dawn-to-dusk bombardment, some casualties and damage resulted. Tokyo reports in a propaganda radiogram dated Tuesday, which it now is in Tokyo... The Jap troops have completed mopping up the defenders of the island of Sumatra. Five flights of Japanese bombers, according to Shongqing, have raided air drones in China's Kiangsai province, evidently hunting for the American planes that bombed Tokyo on Saturday. However, the news from the Orient is not all negative. Chinese armies have plotted doggedly over the scorched earth of the devastated oil fields in Burma to an important victory. Shongqing says they have retaken the key town of Yinanyang, and freed several thousand British troops trapped there. Another Chinese column is counterattacking the Japs fiercely on the Satang front. On Burma sectors, a slow retreat by the United Nations is being maintained. From Australia comes reassuring news. General MacArthur and Australian Prime Minister Curtin have agreed allied striking power must be concentrated for offensive action. This is interpreted as meaning just one thing an allied drive to take the initiative from Japan. Tokyo, by the way, seems jittery and confused over the first direct blow struck by allied air power at her homeland. From a mass of Nipponese rumors, little that is clear can be gained. But diplomatic reports to Chile established that there was a sizable raid. Ample excuse for the Japs to be hopping around like the proverbial hen on the hot griddle. Japan charges that the invading planes flew off toward China. Washington has nothing to say. The answer for the time being is, could be. The Jap radio, in one spurt of bland reassurance, declared the damage done was negligible, and a little later told of a cabinet meeting to discuss damage and remedial measures. The propaganda spider tangled in its own web, so to speak, and well tangled, too. Japan has ordered a sensational shake-up in the important Military Affairs Bureau, sending Major General Sato to an unrevealed post at the front. His immediate subordinate steps into his shoes. 
The Tokyo press calls the move one toward reconstructing the military administration. But the post has nothing to do with strategy or military operations. Major General Sato is perhaps going to the front for a military lesson. The war in Europe and Africa centers about future possibilities. Although by way of timely interest, Hitler's 53rd birthday was duly observed insofar as the British RAF could beat a bad weather handicap. They managed a neat bombardment in the Cherbourg area. Centering the picture of future developments is the French fleet built to fight Germans, but perhaps doomed to be taken over by them. Pierre Laval, newly installed head at Vichy, has announced he intends active collaboration with Germany. And Admiral Darlau, defense chief, will issue his first order of the day tomorrow. The atmosphere in France is one of suspense tonight. Thirty French hostages were executed at Rouen in reprisal for the recent bombing of a German troop train. A fascist party leader narrowly escaped being bombed to death in Paris last night. How French Navy men would regard serving under German command is still problematical. Meantime, Hitler spent his birthday on the Russian front in the midst of bad news. He received no presents by his own request. Marshal Timoshenko, Red Leader, is getting together a big army of recruits, freshly equipped with American planes to halt the belated Nazi drive. Russian figures on recent battles offer Hitler the following to ponder. Six German vessels sunk in northern waters recently. 1,500 Germans killed on the Central Front in two days. 31 German planes shot down Sunday, with only 13 Soviet planes lost. 1,500 German planes, all told, destroyed during March and the first two weeks of April. Two qualities in sports make champions. Applied power and teamwork. Between fielders on double plays, between runner and interference for touchdowns, between pivot man and forward for baskets. True in sports and true in your car's engine, too. For it's the perfect teamwork between mobile gas and mobile oil that has made them America's favorite gasoline and motor oil team. It's the great teamwork of these two products that gives you flying horsepower. To begin with, they're both fast. Mobile gas starts fast and gives you fast acceleration when you want it. Mobile oil flows fast, is designed to slide in between engine parts before wear can get started. And both of them have plenty of staying power, too. Mobile gas is packed with power for long, thrifty mileage. Mobile oil stands up under terrific punishment and keeps on lubricating, fighting friction and wear. That's why, for flying horsepower, it's best to get both mobile gas and mobile oil at your next sign of the flying red horse. News from the nation's capital. Uncle Sam's coattails were whipping in the breeze today as he went after American industry again to keep it in line with the aims of victory. Three plants of the Brewster Aeronautical Corporation on Long Island were taken over by the Navy because, according to the government, they weren't turning out enough dive bombers and fighter planes, and the administration was dissatisfied with their management. The Navy will relinquish control to private management again when Uncle Sam is satisfied the job is going to be done as the times demand. Two of the nation's biggest steelmakers came under the eagle eye of the Justice Department at the same time. Suits were filed against the Jones and Laughlin and the Carnegie, Illinois Steel Corporation on charges they were delivering low-rated orders or orders with no rating at all, quote, to the delay of orders with high preference ratings. The companies deny the charges. 
Proper use of the nation's manpower is another sizable item in the war program on which Chairman McNutt of the new War Manpower Commission outlined his policy today. He will try to get manpower spread around properly as needed under a volunteer system, but he hinted he will ask for drastic measures to line up the labor supply if the voluntary measures should fail. The commissioner lashed out at labor pirates who were robbing various plants of skilled workers without regard to the essential nature of the work they now have. He cited the example of an aircraft manufacturer hiring away workers from a firm making wings for his own planes, thus tripping over his own shoelaces. Looking toward the wage, tax, and profit situation, President Roosevelt will present his views in a special message to Congress within a week, then to the nation in a fireside chat. Meantime, no congressional action on pending labor regulation will be taken. It is probable that both messages will indicate the administration's plans for halting inflation, which Mr. Roosevelt has been pondering for some weeks. A freezing of all commodity prices, virtual elimination of installment buying, and the voluntary bond purchase plan are expected to emerge as concrete parts of the plans. Some control over wages and profits is also anticipated. It is said the president on the advice of Congress, will not seek new taxes beyond the pending $7.5 billion revenue bill. There is no official revelation yet as to what information Army Chief of Staff General Marshall and Lend-Lease Coordinator Harry Hopkins brought back from overseas. They conferred with the President for more than two hours today. A beginning has been made towards financial security for servicemen with dependents. A bill introduced by Senator Johnson of Colorado and claiming the approval of the War Department would give a soldier's, Marine's, or sailor's wife $20 monthly with $10 for each child. Smaller benefits would be allowed for parents and other dependent relatives. To help meet the cost, deductions would be made from the pay of the four highest grades of enlisted men, but none would be taken from Army privates, first-class privates and corporals, or similar grades in other services. From the Navy comes word that its great flying ace, Lieutenant Edward H. O'Hare, may get the Congressional Medal of Honor tomorrow from the President. This for his heroism in shooting down six Jap planes in a single dogfight. O'Hare and his buddies knocked down 17 of 18 enemy planes. Blame has been placed by a naval inquiry on the Robbins Dry Dock and Repair Company of New York for gross carelessness and a lack of common sense as responsible for the burning of the French liner Normandy. Suit against the firm was recommended. Also, Father Coughlin's magazine, Social Justice Remains Unmailable. The Postmaster General barred it tonight for utterances branded as seditious. Coughlin's parents, to whom he transferred nominal ownership in 1940, have been subpoenaed to appear before a special grand jury investigating Axis propaganda. And now... News of the nation at large, mostly from Chicago. The Republican National Committee, in session at the Hotel LaSalle in Chicago, has placed the grand old party on record as favoring world cooperation after the war. Supporters of Wendell L. Wilkie, 1940 presidential candidate and titular party leader, consider the policy committee's decision as a victory for Wilkie's anti-isolationist beliefs. He telephoned a statement from New York to the meeting in which he declared that by adopting the Stand for World Cooperation, the committee had adopted principles necessary to survival of the Republican Party and of the nation itself. 
Senators Taft of Ohio and Brooks of Illinois, both pre-war isolationists, had attempted to get a resolution through endorsing the war effort, but non-committal as to post-war policy. GOP publicity chief Clarence Buddington Kelland, nationally known author, called the final resolution the compromise. But Wilkie's followers claim he has strengthened his leadership and gained more than he asked for in the change of policy. The resolution also pledges preservation of the two-party form of government and threatens to oppose administration attempts to inaugurate what it calls unbound economic reforms at home. The Republicans demand that when the upper hand has been gained over our military enemies, the nation shall flatly refuse any peace proposal short of complete victory. Appeasement or compromise are completely ruled out in the policy committee statement. Lack of organization has been a weakness of the democratic war regime, according to the Republican committee, which recommended that the burden of the war be distributed equally to all classes and that excess profits from the war be eliminated. The committee will adjourn tomorrow. Again, Chicago. Ground has been broken here for another huge war production plant, one of the biggest ever to be built in this area. It will be operated by the Aluminum Company of America for the Defense Plant Corporation and will employ between six and 7,000 workers when construction begins. Mount Carroll, Illinois. First-degree murder charges are to be brought against 12-year-old Billy Geisman, who has admitted that he killed Mr. and Mrs. Clarence Krugjohan because they reproved him and spanked him seven months ago. Next time you're walking down the street and you see a soldier in uniform, try to imagine what you'd answer if he should stop you and say, I've given up my job, my family, my luxuries for the rest of the war. Are you doing everything you can to help me? Are you giving up luxuries to buy United States war bonds and stamps that'll give me what I need to fight? Remember, that soldier knows that even fighting is not enough. He's buying war bonds, too. Old Dobbin, back in the horse and buggy days, never got more loving care than most of us are giving our cars these days. There's a lot of satisfaction in stopping at the sign of the flying red horse and getting your car groomed for the long pull ahead. Dirty or faulty spark plugs, for instance, can waste more than one out of every ten gallons of gasoline. Spark plugs should be cleaned and recapped at least once every 5,000 miles. Better drive in this week and ask your friendly mobile gas or mobile oil dealer to inspect, clean, and regap your spark plugs or replace worn-out plugs. Properly adjusted spark plugs will make your car operate more smoothly, restore lagging power, and they'll actually help you save gasoline. Well, saving gasoline means saving money. So drive in today or tomorrow at the sign of the Flying Red Horse. Tune in again at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning when your mobile gas and mobile oil dealers will bring you the latest news. Remember, as you drive your car or heat your home, oil is ammunition. Use it wisely. And for America's favorite team, mobile gas and mobile oil for your car, mobile heat for your home, stop at your mobile gas and mobile oil dealer's sign of the Flying Red Horse, your sign of friendly service. The next news broadcast over this station will be presented in just 15 minutes. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago.